Hello beautiful lady, you are going to love this episode. We have a very special guest on the show, his name is Luke, he comes from a finance background, he is amazing on the inspirational content on social media, he honestly says it like it is and that is why I have to warn you, please do not listen to this episode around children as Luke has very colourful language and it is inspiring, I do love it, I totally hear what he is saying and how he speaks and at the end of the day he's speaking his truth so I just had to warn you that there is some colorful language in this episode don't let that hold you back though from taking in the amazing lessons and the stories that are shared in this episode there is some serious goodness for you for your personal development and for your self-confidence journey it's all going down in today's episode of the girls get confident show I hope you enjoy and thank you so much for listening this podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. Luke, I am beyond excited to have you on the show. I have to start off by saying in eight months of the Girls Get Confident podcast, you are the first male that we've had on the show. Wow. The ladies are either going to switch straight off now or they're going to learn something that they didn't think they would learn. So hopefully it's the latter. Absolutely. We're all about learning. It's so funny because when I locked in to have you on the show, I was so excited and I told my partner and he was like, oh, I, th- I thought that, you know, I'd, I'd be the first guy to be on the show. And I'm like, I've asked you so many times to be on the show with me. And he just always, I think he's quite nervous. So he just always is like, oh, next time, next time. But now he's missed out. You've got the spot. There we go. Well, apologies to him and hopefully he can, um, you know, he can jump in at some stage. Yeah, no stress. So I always start off with a quick fire this or that just to get to know you a little bit. And this was interesting because I feel like with ladies, it's, it's, um, I don't know, it just kind of flows easier. Whereas with you, I was like, what kind of questions, what do I want to, you know, what do I and the audience want to know about Luke? So knowing that you come from um, a financial background, you have the podcast, Keep the Change, along with many other amazing um, things that you do as well. I thought, okay, let's think of some money things. So save or spend? Yeah, save. Okay. Invest, invest. Okay, that's my <laughs> next one. Investing in stocks or in, say, precious metals like gold and silver? Stocks. Mm, okay, beautiful. Podcast or YouTube videos? Podcast. Nice. In your spare time, do you hang out at home or with friends? Both. Mm. Um, Really depends like what my energy levels are like. I'm massively extroverted, but I'm also can lean the other way and just want to be on my own in a library geeking out for eight hours or just doing Yes, I feel you. I saw a recent post that you shared about free co-working spaces that are libraries. And yeah. as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, I vibe that because I live near Rotorua. And recently, only for the past three weeks, I found the library there for the first time. Got my own library card. I've now got a stack of books in my office right beside me. And I've been working there like two to three times a week now. So totally vibe on the going and sitting in the library and just doing some work there. Um, It's really nice and relaxing. So last one, uh, early night or are you um, like a, you do better at nighttime kind of person. So stay up late night kind of thing. Yeah, I'm an early night mm. um, dude, definitely. Yeah, I kind of peter out late-ish eve, 
right, early evening and then start to wind down. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean you wake up really early as well? Can do. I've started playing with my kind of when I wake up mm-hmm. and I've sort of wake up now naturally between between six and seven mm-hmm. if I'm in a good rhythm. I was a bit naughty and went out till 2.30 in the morning on Saturday night, so Sunday morning, Holy and that was a real late one for me. Yeah. So this week I've noticed like it takes a while for my body to kind of get back to its normal um, plateau or like, oh. yeah. Yeah. Mm, far out. So does that mean you won't be doing that anytime soon? No, I uh, have a very quiet weekend coming up and then, yeah, I'm pretty mindful of how late I stay out now because mm. I can just see how much it impacts my energy. Mm. Um, but, you know, sometimes you, you just got to send it and just get stuck in the, into the moment and it just happens. Oh, I absolutely hear you. I am going up to Auckland in a couple of weeks' time for a concert, literally my first concert in probably four years, and I have planned that it's most likely going to be a big night and I'm going to own it and, and just have the best time because we need to do that sometimes, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I actually was working with a mental skills coach once. And he said to me, he was just like, mate, just plan those things. People will mm-hmm. plan those things and mm-hmm. then they're just already, you know, you're not having to deal with it the next day of like, oh, wow, should I, you know, shouldn't I have done that? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I doing? Because that can be the danger I think you fall into once you start achieving more and like demanding more of yourself. You know when you're off and so then when it's your own fault, you mm-hmm. sort of want to be accountable to that. You think, well... You know, you start feeling guilty, but, you know, I think sometimes you just got to accept that, you know, those things are going to happen. We did a few episodes, I think it was like 31 and 32 of the show, that was all about time blocking. So that is, you know, planning your time and it might feel a bit OCD or a bit controlling, but it really gives you that freedom. And what I do with my own time blocking is I'm part of a 12-month mentorship program that's got people in New Zealand and Australia. And every two weeks... From 8.30 till 10.30 p.m. at night, we have a really intense, in-depth training. And so what I do is I block out that whole morning until 8 a.m. Like, I'm sleeping in because I haven't gone to bed till probably 11, 11.30 at this point. And I know that I'm just going to be useless. So why mm. not plan for that and allow yourself some downtime? So I love that you do that as well. Yeah, you've got to be able to look after yourself. Yesterday, for example, like I didn't come into the office. I just had a bit of a loop day because I've been feeling a little bit off, mm. especially after the big weekend. I've been feeling a little bit sick. And then mm. I had a couple of meetings where I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to stay at home and do them and just did some writing and different things like that. They're just re-energizing myself. So I think when you start to become a bit more in tune with your body and your creativity and stuff, you can... Yeah, you can kind of manipulate your routine to um, be aligned with rebuilding your energy and things like that. Absolutely. And I think that is such an important tool. And yeah, the more you get to know yourself, the more you're trying new things and trying to learn and grow, the more you just start to feel that flow and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Now, the ladies at home are probably wondering, why is Luke on the show? What's he going to talk about today? Great question. Yeah, yeah, and as I mentioned before, you are massively, you know, you're you're huge on socials at the moment. I love all of the content you share. Um, I keep having my friends tag me in your posts because we're obviously into the same stuff, like trying to be a better person and trying to, um, you could say, hack your life to get the best out of it. I've shared a couple of your um, reels lately to my story and I keep having people message me being like, he is awesome, man, I love his stuff, da, da, da. And I was like, I know, I agree and I'm getting him on the show. Specifically, 
because there was a reel that you shared recently which talked about something that I think is so important, such a great topic to cover and it's to do with something here in New Zealand. We're actually, I think, one of four countries in the world who claim to have a massive problem with this and it is the concept of tall poppy syndrome. What is tall poppy syndrome? Yeah, I guess we all sort of know loosely what it is, right? Where it's people who want to cut down um, people that are seen to be successful or that are successful or that are achieving more than us, basically. And I don't know what it, like why we're wired to do that and why New Zealand's really bad at it. Mm. I think people have done heaps of studies into it and stuff. But, you know, I think we're all aware of the term, but it goes in waves of what the new tall poppy thing is or the thing we want to cut someone down for. And, it, you know, it could be their race, their religion, their, um, you know, their privilege is the fancy one at the moment mm. or just, you know, they're, they're, they're only interested in money, um, whatever the shit is that like people just grab onto that in the moment and then it kind of just keeps we, we know we should be stopping this tall poppy shit but we keep mm. just turning it into something more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's insane because when I was in intermediate so I don't know like 18 years ago now I got bullied by my friends while I was there and I remember the adults and you know teachers talking about it and they turned to me and they're like you know it's it's just tall poppy syndrome it's just what happens and I'm like that is not an excuse and that does not make it okay like why are we ripping people down who are just like one they're just trying to create a good life for themselves but they're also probably doing the thing that they feel called to do like living any other way would just send them into a form of depression so they're just doing what they feel like they've been put here on this earth to do and it's it's crazy don't you think yeah it is pretty silly but i guess you know humans are sort of um like we're pretty insecure right mm -hmm. and, and until you get in control of your own insecurities other people's security triggers you and i think that's what tall poppy syndrome actually is yeah. where we don't or can't control the things that we aren't good at. And so then when we see other people doing it where we'd like to, we're mm. like, well, you know, fuck them. Who are they to think <laughs> that they should be doing that? We're allowed to swear because yeah, it could, do, get, it could get started. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. Has tall poppy syndrome affected you at all personally? And what, what was that like for you? Um, like I'm pretty good because I'm probably naturally confident. And so I don't get as impacted by it. And I, I learned quite early you know, people will come for you. You, mm. you can never please everyone. Mm. And I've seen it and I've kind of like watched it happen. And so then I'm like, oh, that's that's just that happening. Um, but, you know, I got an email once from a dude and he just, just tore me to bits. And, and, and um, I've kept it because I've kept it as a screenshot because I'm going to use it in a speech at some stage when I'm like way more out in the public for some mm. form of success or something mm. and read it out and be like, you know, thank you to this mm. person. Because uh, you're an inspiration of how not to live, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> probably out without that level of heat, but you know, um, I you know I get a bit of it, but I'm pretty lucky. Like I, because I'm pretty in your face with some of the things that I do, and pretty out there. And um, yeah, I, I'm like often my business partner says to me, he's like, man, I, I thought you'd sort of get a bit more hate for the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. But I, often I try and story tell like where I've come from or the dumb things that I've done to make people realize like, oh, he's not just trying to say that he's this awesome person. He's he's actually done heaps of dumb shit himself and he's trying to reshare his lessons. So I think that sort of shelters me a little bit from it. Mm. 
But I think we all, like you have to accept that you're going to get it, whether it's an employment, from your friends, from your family, mm-hmm. um, from just random strangers. For some reason, random strangers seem to hurt the most. Like that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> and social media now, right? Yeah, I hear you when you say that you got an email and you screenshotted it because, you know, when you're doing that talk, say in five years time or maybe even this year, who knows, and you've got that screenshot there, it's also saying like, thanks to this dude because, and thanks to you because you didn't stop. You didn't let that email and that criticism stop you in your tracks. And for a person who, say, doesn't have that um, high self-esteem or that good self-confidence, then they might let it stop them. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to create this podcast is to really upskill and uplevel people so that they can feel strong and confident within themselves. I had a woman um, probably start of last year, start of 2021, who sent me a message on um, Facebook because she'd seen some photos on an event that I did and she messaged me and she said, totally said, long story short, it was a, I can't believe you have had this person come to your event. This person is a terrible person, which must mean that you are a terrible person. And I followed you for years and I've always looked up to you. But now that I've seen that person and your photos coming to your events, I'm not following you anymore. I'm unfollowing you. And I just, I, I I literally read those messages and yeah, for a few seconds, I felt crap. But then I was like, well, who are we to stop this person from trying to learn and trying to grow and trying to become better in themselves, you know? And why is that on us to judge? And so I just said to her, thanks so much. Appreciate where you're at. Good luck for your future. You know, just left it at that. And then she yeah. kept coming back with more, with more things. And I'm just like, Janelle, just peace and love don't get into it. You know, everyone's where they're at. And so it's one of those things that absolutely can stop you in your tracks, but you just doing what you said and realizing like, it's actually not really about you, is it? It's their, it's their mindset and where they're at in that moment for them, for someone to go to that effort to comment on a post or to email you or to message you, um, you know, private message you. It's like, that is just a reflection of where they're at in that moment. If you give it too much of your mind and too much of your attention, you you get sucked too far down mm-hmm. that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but also one thing I learned too that really helped me quite a while ago was that when you're putting stuff on social media, good content should basically sit in the middle. So it should be, it should basically, some people are like, that's not true. And the other half are like, that is true. Because that's what good conversation is. But yeah. often algorithms get us towards the same type of people, right? And then we sort of marinate in our own thoughts and stuff. And then when someone's like, nah, completely disagree, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, how come I've got 10 good comments and one negative? Yeah. Um, so just accepting that everybody is different and some people are going to be triggered, they're going to disagree, and that's actually all good. And so what I try and do now is sort of be like, hey, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. Mm, like, mm, could you mm, tell me more? Mm-hmm. Because like, what I found is that people – that want to spend their time trying to cut people down, they actually just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. So they want, I try to kill them with kindness and be like, oh yeah, thanks heaps for your feedback. Like I'll take it on board. If you actually get interested in what they're trying to say, Mm -hmm. often you find that they end up apologizing in the second or third response, but you don't want to go down there and waste too much energy. Mm -hmm. But if you're basically like, wow, like what an interesting opinion. How does, where does this thinking come from for you? Then sometimes you get their story of, 
this person did this to me and said, then I thought this, and you just read and you think, yeah, great, I'll copy in a psychologist and you can go and sort this out. (laughs) (laughs) This is not an issue for me. This is your issue for, and you need some help sorting it. Mm, That's so cool. And it's like, it's not something you're expecting. You're not expecting that you're going to reply with this kindness and then down the road, they will apologize. It's just like, I'm going to reply with the kindness anyway. Mm. You said before about taking that screenshot of that negative email. Do you also keep proof of positive things people share with you? 100%. I I often screenshot things, but I also, sometimes people give me physical things or thank yous. And I I have a folder, well, like a book that I keep each year. And I put some of those into the back. And sometimes when you're feeling a bit low or energy's low or a bit uninspired, I'll just go back to those and sort of read and it'll show you the impact that you've had on people. Um, and so just sort of like collecting mementos along the way to remind you of how powerful that can be for you and what, what difference you're actually making for people. Um, that's pretty cool because, you know, someone can message you on Instagram, for instance, and say, you know, you've really helped me and then bang, you're straight into another email or you're into like another problem you've got to solve or just whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes you've got to type stop and actually like deliberately focus on what's the good that I'm doing here and actually celebrate that and be like you know what this is really cool and if you've got a friend that you can share that with I obviously keep the change often I have a guy called Mikey who's one of my clients on the podcast and Mm -hmm. I'll fire him messages that I get and vice versa and he's just like man this is amazing like we need to do more like that's one more person that's happier or one more person that's had their first investment or whatever Mm -hmm. and so I think if you can share it with someone um, then it's, it's really cool to be able to have that relationship. Mm, yeah, I think that's really special. I recently left my full-time employment and it was something that I've always wanted to do and I was really scared about doing it because when you have a job, you can have those off days where you feel like staying at home and not really putting in that much effort and you're still going to get paid. But then when you don't have the security of that employment there, it's all on you. If you don't do the work, you're not going to, you know, put food on your table. And so I, as I was, I guess, preparing for this transition, I wanted a way to encourage myself on those days when I was questioning, like, can I do it? Am I in the right place? Have I made the right decision? And so I've done essentially what you do in the back of your book. And I've put together just on Canva, this little A4 And anytime people send me messages now um, or say do a review of the podcast or I get a client testimonial or something, I'm screenshotting it and I'm putting it on there and I'm printing it out. So it's like this visual representation of actually being able to look somewhere in my office and every single day know the good and the difference that you're making in people's lives. And that's just so powerful. So I really like what you said there about having somebody asked to share that with as well. And because that way it means that on those days when say you've had a bad um, comment or something like that come through and it's starting to get to you, you can just go to that person who also knows all of those good things that you have done and they can also try and help and pep you up. So I think that is, that is really awesome and cool that you're out there creating that in the world as well. Yeah, and I think we can all do it, right? Like whether you put something on your mirror or just like plant mm. those reminders around yourself because you've got to think like as soon as you leave your house, well, basically as soon as you wake up, if you pick up a device, you're a high chance that there's some negative shit coming at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've got to fight back with like, hang on, how can I be strong, powerful? Uh, how can I not let labels take me down? Like who am I? And remind yourself of that stuff and just, you know, get out the door and go to war with the world for another day, basically, then retreat back to back to home. Um, so I think like self-talk and 
and having good you know things to fuel yourself are, are massively important chuck something on your mirror um i record things on my voice notes on my phone sometimes just play them awesome. back like the sort of person mm. that i am and um, the things that are important to me and yeah you, you might hear something in that and you think like wow I've forgotten about that or like yes I am confident like let's rumble sweet let's go like it doesn't matter what problem I've got I can tackle it I love that one of my clients right now she's working on positive affirmations around a few different areas of her life that she is working to improve and in our most recent session she was telling me how she's taken these affirmations and actually recorded them and it's now part of her morning routine to listen back to that recording every day and that is so cool because it's it's your Self, it's your own words, it's your own voice, and you are literally continually like priming yourself for the life that you're trying to create. So, that is such a powerful piece of advice to give people. And I love that you do that for yourself. I'm always the type of person who, if I have a meeting with somebody and then I leave the meeting, my mind's always floating with ideas and creativity straight away on the voice recorder and just like all the ideas, all of the downloads from the session so that I don't forget, you know, there's nothing worse than forgetting the magic of a really cool interaction you've just had with someone. Yeah, yeah, I have, I catch up often with a mental skills coach, sometimes just for lunch and mm. and we'll be talking and I'm like, oh mate, like I'm not being rude, I just need to write some notes on my phone and he's like, you're right mate, you're right and I'm like, bro, can you say that again? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's nothing worse than when you're trying to write a note down of some gold somebody said and then they keep talking. I'm like, no, 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 you need to stop because I want to catch that too. So please, just pause, please, so that I can write this down. And I literally am, was in a client session the other day and had that same thing happen to me. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool having people or like, yeah. you know, a person wanting to pause me to write down the notes. So that is that is awesome. Um, I feel like we've totally digressed from tall poppy syndrome, but we've talked about some really good things there that can help somebody if they are going through the likes of um, this journey of feeling like say they're trying to create more from their life and they're not quite in a place where they have that full strength and full confidence in themselves yet to be able to look at somebody who's um, I guess standing up against what they're doing or being negative kind of thing is there anything else you would say in terms of advice to somebody who is experiencing tall poppy syndrome about something that they are doing in their life whether that's from friends family or strangers yeah i mean it's easy to cut people out of your life right that are gonna bring you down um mm. but that's sort of a quick fix and sometimes you can't cut people out but i think the the overarching thing is that if you carry on down your path like if you're certain of the path you're on and you execute you can't i always say you can't fault results so mm. the more you demonstrate then the people get quieter, the name calling gets smaller from the people that you care most about. And it's the randoms that say the shit because they haven't actually seen the growth, the journey. They're just taking one post or one moment of time or one reel or whatever. And, you know, and so you've got to just accept that stuff's going to come. And yeah, if you can turn some of it off, like good, but start to look at it in a positive way of like, okay, I'm copying this, like how good's mm. this? I'm clearly, because usually mm. people don't like what you're doing when they're at fear that you're going to outgrow them or leave mm. them. And so they don't want you to become this other person because they're scared. And so then they try to like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Or like, oh, who do you think you are? Or like, oh, you think you got this podcast now? And you're like, no, those are all things that are happening. They don't. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's you're thinking that. Like, I'm doing it. 
Um, so accept and almost embrace it and be like, cool, I'm doing something right here because I'm starting to, people are looking at me going, fuck, he or she is transitioning into someone else. So, and they, they're seeing it. So, you know, you're actually taking um, steps to change. Mm, I think that's so powerful and that's definitely something that happens along a personal growth journey because yeah people can see that you're growing and they're scared that in some way shape or form they're going to lose you Mm. you know and lose whether that's you spending less time with them because you're in the groove of whatever it is that you're putting out there into the world or maybe they're the type of person that is stagnant and isn't trying to learn and grow. You know, I've had countless relationships and friendships where we over time have just drifted apart. And I've even done an episode on it, how friendships don't have to last forever. You can let them go. If they're not in flow anymore, if they're not aligned with you, if you guys aren't on the same page and going in the same direction, then let it go. It's okay. But I feel like people kind of struggle and and we don't really like to let go. You know, I think we feel guilty for the fact that we're not close with a person anymore instead of just seeing it for what it is and knowing that people are in our life for a reason, a season or sometimes forever and just going with it. Yeah, I think naturally we all want people to like us, right? It's just what Mm. we've been taught since bloody um, preschool through to school. Like you all remember those moments in life where it's like such and such doesn't like you and you'd be like, why not? Like, why don't they like me? Yeah. But accepting that it doesn't really mean anything. It's just, you know, we've attached emotion to that when really like, who cares if they don't like you? That's probably a good thing. You don't want to hang around people that don't like you. Mm-mm. And you also don't need to have a lot of people that you hang around with. Like I remember being younger and you're always trying to have lots of friends because that is your, I guess that's where you put value on having lots of people know you and like you. Whereas when you get older, that actually makes for a lot of work, especially if you're the type of person that buys birthday presents or things like that. Can you imagine how much money you would spend every year on birthday presents for that many people who probably aren't your really, really great friends anyway? I'd rather just have two to three and that's me good. Yeah, sounds good to me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so um, you talk about some amazing concepts on your social media and you know, around creating success, um, like assessing where your time is being spent and also creating awareness around your mental state, those worrying thoughts, which we've talked to in the episode so far. Now, I want to know what got you into the world of personal growth? Yeah, I can't pinpoint it to one thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I was just always fascinated growing up of um, looking at what other people were doing and thinking, oh, you know, how have they done that? And, and then realizing that that's quite a good framework to start understanding what you need to do to become like that person. And then you start going through life and then you start figuring out, oh, actually, I don't want to be like that person. I don't want to be an all black. So why am I trying to do 60 hours of rugby a week? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I went down and I tried to get really good at soccer at one stage and then realized like, actually naturally I suck at this. And no matter of <laughs> practice was making me become like Alan Shearer, who I'd grown up thinking would be amazing to be like. And I just sort of started moving between um, learning about different people. And then I clicked at some stage, oh, I need to learn more about myself. And then if I know more about myself, then it will make the whole thing easier. I think as well, like I came from a bit of struggle where, you know, mum went through um, relationship breakdowns and stuff like that and was just left with us kids and and she worked so hard to be able to give us a platform to be able to then go and do the things that we wanted to in life. And then I think sometimes you grab onto those things and think, 
I need to repay that. Uh, I need to be, you know, I need to do something with this. This is a good opportunity. I was then lucky to be in a school. It's very strict and structured and sort of that kept me on the right path and um, disciplined. And then I've been able to take some of those things I learned at school around discipline and go, wow, I hated it when I was at school because I thought I was being told what to do. But I learned that I can now tell myself what to do and have the discipline to go and do those things. And, oh, my God, look at what you can achieve if you can train yourself to do that. So I don't think there's any one thing, but it's just, you, you know, you can always sort of connect the dots. As Steve Jobs says, when you look back at things, you can see how these things have happened. Um, but yeah, I think I just, under, well, for me, I think happiness comes from making progress. And so if you're making progress in yourself, the person you are, your business, your relationships, whatever, um, you're going to feel more happy. And so I think it's just a pretty good way to live. I completely agree. And as I'm hearing you talk, I feel like the next question I want to ask you is because to me, you seem like the person who will have an answer for this. Where do you see yourself in five years? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Glad to do a, um, uh, a podcast on this, actually. I think it's a no fascinating. Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. For probably further, the first thought that comes to mind is more of what Next Advisory is doing. And yes. so building out further um, the work that we're doing with clients and probably scaling that at a micro level at the moment. It's quite high one-to-one, but maybe going one-to-many a bit wider. Um, But yeah, I'll probably have children. um, So then go through that journey of understanding, okay, my life's going to be completely different there and probably moving into becoming a father and having to learn what that means. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just continuing to, to improve and try and get better. And my so the main thing that I enjoy is helping people. Um, so if I'm helping people, then it makes me feel really good. So I should be um, helping more people, I'd say, a bigger amount of people. Mm, I think that's amazing. And it sounds like, um, you know, that's a pretty cool way to be spending your time across the next five years. I always find it so fascinating because I'm 28. And so for me, when I think of my next five years, I also think children. It's It's like that's just what I want. And it's so funny because back when, um, I don't know if this is a difference between male and female thing, but I remember being 20 years old. And at that time I was like, next five years, probably have kids. And then, you know, five years go on next five years, probably have kids. But it's also one of these things that's not like a, that's my main priority. It's just if that, if that, you know, I want that to happen at some point in life. So I always find it really fascinating when we're talking about our future and what's in there. Um, people who, whose minds are thinking about children, whether that actually happens in the next five years or not. It's just like, we know in terms of say the happiness and the impact, we know that that is a way that we are going to do that. You know, I'm excited to have kids to teach them how to be bloody good people. Mm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that I don't have any struggles with them. Admittedly, from my side, it's probably more that that's really important to my partner. Uh, mm. The life that I lead, I'm sort of like, no time's probably going to be a good time because I'm always going to have heaps of shit on the go. But I'm looking yeah. forward to the challenge of going, you know what, like, that's a little bit selfish. How can I, how can I do it all and be a really good father? So I'm you know, excited about that piece of it. I think that um, women, yeah, you guys have got it way harder because there's all this confusing shit now about, um, if there's all the chat about like your clock's ticking, right? So there's all that pressure oh that I God, hear yeah. from, from women and, and ladies. And then, then it's like, oh, you know, you want to be on equal pay uh, or um, have the big roles and then get a career. And then I'm having coffee with my good friend from uni the other day and she's like, 
done a couple of different degrees because she didn't like the first one. So then she did a second one. Then she found a job she really liked. And then she's had a um, child and she's like, fuck, am I, am I a mum? Am I, um, mm. you know, doing this career thing? And what's and it's confusing. And I just almost feel sorry for uh, ladies a little bit where they've got a – there's so much um, – like they get told by so many people what they should be doing – it's like, hang on, why don't we just go back to asking people, like, what do you want to do? Hey, I want to be a full-time mum. Fucking brilliant. Like, let's make that happen. I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, I want to have three kids, but I also want to be the CEO of this company. Here's how mm-hmm. we can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I worry a little bit for how confusing it's becoming for women to figure out what they're fucking supposed to do or shouldn't do. And it's like, just let them do what they want to do. Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, say you and I are out there in the world trying to really push that for people like, hey, you have the right over your own life. You have the right to decide what is good for you and what is not good for you. And if you want kids, great. If you don't want kids, great. If you want a career, great. Like you do you, but it's really about empowering people or having people to feel within themselves that they actually can own that because yeah you're so right there is so much pressure out there I had to um when was it now like almost a year ago I just sit down with my mom and say look I am struggling to spend time with you because every time we're together you just ask me when I'm going to have kids oh and it frustrates me because I want kids and I will have kids and you will have grandchildren know that but that is not right now. And that is also not up to you to pressure me. So can you get off my back? And yeah. it was it was like, it was a serious sit down. It was, mom, you've been doing this to me for years now and I actually just don't even want to hang out with you anymore, which sucks. And it's solely because of that. Like we really put enough pressure on ourselves. So yeah. why, why do we need more from external sources, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I've, I've heard that, that same thing and I've seen it. I've, I've almost had a similar conversation with my mom about my sister. Mm. I'm like, mom, Imagine how damaging that potentially is for her. You're like putting pressure on. I was like, mm-hmm. wait until she wants to have a child, not you want to have a child. I'm like, what yeah. is? What are you thinking about here? Exactly. Um, You're not the one who has to raise the thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Challenging, challenging. And I guess the answer is just do everything. Like do it all mm, and just do totally. it when you want to do it and, yes. and do it on your terms. And yes. that's what my friend said the other day. She went to Japan for a little bit and she was like, man, it was so good because I took my boy and I didn't have all this noise of like, what are you feeding him? You shouldn't be doing that or do it this way. And like, mm. we're going to go to this group and you should be bringing your child as well. And she's just like, oh, it was all turned off because it was just me and him in Japan with my mm. partner who was at work most of the time. And she's like, we just had each other to hang out with and we just had to figure a life out for ourselves. And it was so refreshing. That is so cool. That is paving your own path. And I completely believe what you said about you can do it all. And I've said that for years to anyone who's stressed out about not knowing what to do next or what path to take. It's like, hey, what if you knew that you could do it all? You just have to start with something and then that will morph and mold into other things. And that's like, for instance, right now, my partner is trying to decide on an online business that he wants to create. And he's so talented. He's got so many options that it's paralyzing for him. And I'm just like trying to, you know, lovingly support and say, babe, it doesn't really matter what one you choose. What matters is that you choose one and that you go for it and that you start because that will then morph into the thing you're supposed to do, whether it is this first thing or not. You can do it all, but you just have to start now, right? (laughs) Yeah, nice. I give one heck on that side of things because people ask me that all the time. Yeah. Um, YouTube, have a look at your YouTube history or your, um, the, the pages that you still have open on your phone in Safari or whatever, 
and and then ask your partner, what am I always talking about? Your friends, your family, because that's probably the area that you're most interested in. If you can create some sort of um, side hustle or business in that space, then your energy will take longer to run out. Like you're more likely to be on the right path rather than, oh, I should import TVs and put a margin on them. And then after 10 TVs, you're like, why am I selling TVs? Like Mm -hmm. who have I become? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You you want to create a life that you love to live. You don't want to create, say, a job or a business for yourself where you can't wait to go on holiday. No. Yeah. I need you to now tell us all about Next Advisory because the ladies listening have had some awesome insights from you around tall poppy syndrome, personal growth, how we can be, you know, working on ourselves to live a, a life that we choose intentionally. And there could be every possibility that somebody listening might end up in your realm one day. So why don't you tell us all about it? Yeah, sweet. So it's, it's kind of next advisory is almost an extension of just the way that Phil and I, my business partner, think naturally anyway. And it's just mm. personalized business support and accounting. But we do a lot of 12-month business planning. So what that looks like is, is pre-work for the client to do and then a half-day session to build out a business plan and then quarterly reviews and accountability to say, hey, where are we at? What should we be doing? And basically, we just give them access to our frameworks, our network, um, you know, our ways that we think compared to how they think, an objective view, a bit of challenge and the accountability side of things. So yeah, we've got some awesome clients doing all sorts of different things. And I think that's why I'm really passionate. Like, that's why I was really keen to come on this podcast is because mm. we've got a lot of clients that are female and they yes. just absolutely smash it. And like I see some of the things they deal with and like, I was brought up to just treat everybody the same, like everybody. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I get really inspired by some of our female clients who they'll go through things and they'll tell us. And one said to me the other day, like, oh, one of my staff members fat shame me. I'm like, fuck this guy. Like, who, who, what? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, you know, it was so damaging for her in business. I'm like, you know, come on. Like, that's just one data point in the entire year. Like, let's not judge all humans based on that one data point. They might have been having a bad day. Like, come on. Like, you're powerful. You're rocking and rolling. Like, let's, let's keep going. Um, and so it's inspiring to see the people from all walks of life achieving mm-hmm. things and achieving the things that they want to be achieving too and inspiring others. So, yeah, it's really lucky job. Like I get paid to basically work with businesses to, to help them understand how to do better but also uh, look under the hood of what they're doing to get really good and then teach other clients that. So it's almost like it feels a little bit unethical sometimes. Like you're constantly, <laughs> you're constantly learning from people that are doing well or not doing well and then advising other people, hey, do this, don't do that. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's us. We've been, this is five years uh, this week. Wow. So every year we go away and build our own business plan and come back and basically just start executing. Congratulations on five years in business. You know, the stats around most companies not making it past four, so that's friggin' epic, and especially in the world of a of COVID times, being able to, um, you know, still thrive and still be here and growing, so that's just awesome. You've shared so many nuggets. Thank you so much, Luke. This episode has been awesome. I'm so grateful for your time, so stoked that I was like, 
sorry, Liam, you've had your chance to be the first guy on the show. You've missed out now. We have got Luke instead. It has been awesome chatting with you. I've loved the way that this episode has flowed. I have got all of your links uh, inside the description. So the ladies listening can go click on those, go follow you on socials and also go check out Keep the Change podcast as well and your next advisory things too. So thank you so much for your time. Not a problem, a pleasure and uh, well done for what you're doing and, and you know inspiring a, a completely different different audience to mine and with different content and things like that. It's, it's just cool to see people out there actually wanting to see people lead better lives and giving them some tools in order to do that.